0: have a moment right now for all of our friends and family that okay. have a live, laugh, love sign <laughs> in their home. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, feeling it. I'm going to get emotional. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I have a sign in my apartment called uh, Eat, Shit, Breathe. And
1: <laughs> Comedian Kara Litwin shoots on Flin Flon. I It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. People keep complimenting me on my feather extensions. It's like your black swan, except I'm Métis, so it's more like brown duck. (laughs) The safety that's stupid, certainty. Trans to youth, then stunts maturity. Here's the chorus. Twitter, 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 Hashtag yeah. 2011, that's uh, Twitter hashtag, yeah, performed at Comedy Loser, and uh, yeah, it's a, it was a gimmick song I did, you know, kind of a lazy chorus, and what it is, I just invite someone on stage and I read their tweets, and I'm reading Kara Litwin's tweets, our guest today, our super duper guest on the show, the Manitoba Money Shot with Ronald George Moore, hi, and if you want to see the unedited version of that, because I screw up a lot on stage, it's my thing, um, go to my YouTube page, search the Manitoba Money Shot, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, or on iTunes, or on Stitcher. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, we got SoundCloud. Check it out. Link, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. God damn it. And um, yeah, we're, uh, we have a big episode today, so I'm going to get right into it. Cara Litwin, DJ Litwin in the house. Check it out, boy. Bye-bye. Bye. You got it, you got it. We're rolling. Yay!
0: Hey. <laughs> that's the intro
1: right that's, there. That's, that's good. It. Cara Litwin. Hi. Boom. Roasted. Boom. How are you? <laughs>
0: Good, how are you? I'm
1: very well, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming down to the ha- Crap Central. happy Crap Central. to be here, yeah. Yes, yes, and we are drinking some uh, red wine.
0: Yeah, that's what I would like. The good, so
1: what's
0: you, it called? It's called Backyard N- Nosy Neighbor. It's a B- neighbor, BC backyard.
1: one. Nosy Neighbor Backyard. I thought it was very appropriate to get Perfect. some red wine in here. Yeah, so we're nice here one. to talk about uh, you, your career, and where you're from. Cool. And you are from a very... Uh, distinct place in Manitoba a place I haven't been unfortunately really I've always wanted to go Mm, I have traveled Manitoba up and down but go in
0: the summer (laughs) go in the
1: summer too of course we're talking about Flin Flin Flon yay Flin Flon Manitoba and Saskatchewan this is something I did not know Mm -hmm. until today because I was doing my research yeah I was going through the Wikipedia and the YouTube videos and, um, oh my God, what is it? 80% Manitoba and
0: 20% Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. There's a spot you can jump out. There's a gas station and you can jump, you can park the car and do the Simpsons thing of like <laughs> Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. And down second
1: It's a mining town or it was a mining town. Yeah. Um, and a medical marijuana town.
0: It was for a very brief stint. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, so that's kind of neat. And then like our, we have a hockey team, obviously it's a big part of our community and that's, um. We're actually in, in the SJHL, like the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Because we're on the border, they just like put us there. So it was kind of weird. You, cause the only we Manitoba only team? Play.
1: The only, the only well, team? Yeah, a couple we're,
0: others? We're, yeah, I think so. Or maybe yeah. another one. But we're because we're on the border, they basically just threw us in with... So we play like Yorkton and Melfort and those kinds of places. And we don't play... Is it like a prairie hockey league? There's there, every every province has its league. So Manitoba has one, the MJHL, okay. yeah, and like that would be like the team in the Paw. And there's one in Dauphin, like <laughs> Dauphin Kings, and there's a bunch. So we just they kind of just made a decision, you know. Even though technically we're considered a Manitoba community, we fall into the Saskatchewan Hockey League. I don't know. And but, what is the, What would you be a Flynn Flonian? Yeah, Flin or Flin i don't know. A I love it when people try to pronounce the name, so you know the, the character it's named after. Of yes, course, I which do. Is really interesting. So it is cool that we're well, we're a northern town, like very northern. It's about eight hours from Winnipeg. Um, the fact that it's a mining community, the fact that it's it's gorgeous, like it has these cool rocks and a ton of lakes, and we're like on the border. There's a lot of cool things that already make it unique. And yeah. then they're like, and you're named Flin so everyone always recognizes it immediately.
1: It's named after a character from a book called The Sunless City, mm-hmm. and the character's name is Josiah, <laughs> Josiah yes. Flint, Flint, Flint. Flintabatty Flinta Flaunaton.
0: And I love when people try to pronounce it, they never get it is
1: right. Is that right? Then I, I screwed it you up. You did
0: it right. Huh!
1: Because I'm reading off the wiki.
0: But it's still, it's weird. Yeah, he's an interesting little character. Yeah. He looks kind right. of like an old George Costanza or something, like he's got like... <laughs> Got that he's kind of Barbera he's stout feel. and he's got yeah. little glasses and a backpack. So you were born yeah. in Flint, Flint. I was born. In you were Flint,
1: Flint. born there. Yeah, and uh, went to school there. Obviously, high school and the whole the whole shebang
0: there. Yeah, there's right only one there. high school. So my mom was my English teacher. People love hearing that stuff too. Like your mom yeah. was your English teacher. Oh yeah. my god, that yeah. must have been. Was that good or Grade bad 12. having a, a
1: parent in the school?
0: It was good in the fact that um, as like as my teacher because I was unfortunately good at English. Like if she was my math or bio teacher, that would have been embarrassing and yeah. awful. I would get glares at dinner probably. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, what was more awkward and worse, especially in my younger years, like nine and 10, when I was probably a little more rebellious, yeah. uh, was having her there. Yeah. Cause like every day was parent teacher day. So if I would skip bio or something, but be at her class, that was always interesting too, right? Like, oh, well, your daughter's not feeling well. She wasn't in my class today. And my mom would respond, well, she was in my class. (laughs) She was obviously picking and choosing. So I could never get away with anything because, you know, they could talk to her. Like if I skipped a class or failed something, like she'd be informed every single time. Ironically enough, my... Older brother Steve became the principal of McKay's, my elementary school. So he's still there, <laughs> which makes me feel old and young at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. It's like you're the principal. He's like, yeah, yeah, he's still pretty there. Cool, he's my found- cool. family there still, but right, one yeah. brother. I have three brothers three actually. Brothers, my like dad that. was married before, so he had. Uh, I have a brother and sister from his first marriage, like oh, half, this. half. Yes, yeah. and then my mom and dad had my, my brother Steve, who's the principal, and myself, and then James, my younger brother. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So we got a lot. My my dad liked to make babies. <laughs> and he was like, Get <laughs> well,
1: at it. Well, what do you do in Flin Flon? You make babies. Mm-hmm. You fish. You make more babies. No, no, you
0: read weird books with weird characters in them. And now, yeah. I did not travel
1: Manitoba just recently. As I said, I did, I did my research, and they have like you know, visit Flin Flon, and it's big fishing community at mm-hmm. the airport. I noticed yeah. it's all fish <laughs> yeah. on the walls there. Did you do a lot mm-hmm. of fishing yourself?
0: Uh, yes. Oh yeah. My dad was big on that and it was super fun. Uh, you skin it,
1: you clean it or whatever. You heat, heat it right boys, on, right the on the frying pan. No,
0: we would take it home and cut it off the home. head. <laughs> no. Cut out the cheeks. Those are the best. What? The cheeks. They're like, like to eat. Yeah. Because they don't have any bones. <laughs> They're cute little cheeks. Little <laughs> fish
1: had cheeks until now. <laughs>
0: they do, they do. Uh but yeah, it was really good and uh, and it was so easy to have access to it, like so many lakes nearby. So it was so easy yeah. to just like throw the rods in the back and go. Um yeah, so you know what you do. You drink uh, <laughs> what before when did, legal age.
1: So you were yeah, yeah. Would you say high school or before high school? Oh before high school. Really? Oh no,
0: no no. Probably yeah, right around grade nine. Grade nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So right entering high school, probably. And because
1: it's a small community, with the parents being like... Mike's yeah, Hard Lemonade. Right. <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade is the go-to drink.
0: Uh, my parents were pretty realistic. My mom was, you know, she was a grade 12 English teacher, so she saw a lot of girls come through, um, you know, they get pregnant. and things. So She was a realist, and she was right at an early age sort of uh, honest about these things. So she said, you know, let's get you on the pill for a serious boyfriend. Let's do it. Like, wow. let's not. And all my other friends were hiding those things from, from their parents. And my parents also said, we know you're going to drink. So let's talk about the rules. You know, they're honest about it and realistic because it's a small town and, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, kids uh, did, get curious. Did you have to experience what happened? In other words, did you get <laughs> caught? Uh...
0: No. The only time I got in trouble with the cops was, um, I was, I was not drinking. I was 16, though. And I was driving around with a girlfriend. We were being obnoxious, blaring, like, girls just want to have fun and stuff. (laughs) Had a megaphone, somehow. (laughs) Yelling shit out of my car. Just at random strangers. You're just yelling on a nice jacket, asshole. (laughs) Yeah. And then it got, like, it was, like, 12 or 1 in the morning. And we were just, like, pulling wheelies and yelling things out of the car. And it was insane. And the cops pulled us over. Like, (laughs) obviously got a call, probably. And do you know these cops?
1: Like, it's small town. I'm thinking... Everyone knows everybody type of thing. Somewhat, like, oh hello, Officer somewhat. Brady.
0: Later in life, I do. Um, but like this point, no, I'm okay. 16, right? right? So not really. And they pull me over pulls over. I am in the back of the car, just like shitting my pants, like freaking out, like, oh my god, what are we doing? What have we done, right? Yeah. And no, again, I haven't been drinking, it's just that you know, I don't know what they're gonna do because we've been like disturbing the Disorderly peace. Disorderly conduct. <laughs> like, I looks... don't know. So the guy's looking at my license and turns around to me and says, so uh, is Heather Litwin your your mom? And I'm like, yeah. She's my English teacher. Okay. <laughs> Do you think she'd appreciate what you've been doing here tonight? <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> so he just kind of gave me a lecture. I never got like a record a or anything. A stern finger wagon. <laughs> yeah, like I know you're kind of like, I liked your mom. She was nice. She probably mm-hmm. wouldn't like that you're doing this kind of thing. So
1: growing up in Flin Flon was a positive experience for you? Like the, yeah. the small town? Um,
0: I wanted a little bit more. But I, I was always grateful to grow up there. Yeah. Um, it's just a little limiting at a certain point. You know, like, it's beautiful in the summer with these lakes and this uh, surroundings and things to do. And then when the winter comes, you're like, where's the movie theater? Oh, there isn't one. Well, there is one, right? There's, there's a drive, drive-in. A drive-in movie Again, theater. Again, no summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, we still have a functioning drive-in, which is great, because they're going away everywhere, right? Mm. Yeah, I just felt like I, I was wanting more and I'm, I'm not ashamed or embarrassed by growing up there. And it, it hurts my feelings when I see people like I grew up with that are like wanting to hide that part. Yeah. Because it's such a unique experience to be in a small town, especially this small town, I For think. Sure, yeah. And uh, I love that. I love the memories of it.
1: What kind of uh, childhood activities you do besides fishing? I mean, I'm trying to just picture what other kind of things there would be to do besides like just yeah. going out in the woods and yeah. exploring and like did you have a tree? Well, house? I was born in
0: 84 and like so i was you know i think it's also more the era you know that you're in that affects like what you're gonna do with your childhood so right. it was still like a lot of riding the bikes and riding the bikes i lived across the street from this huge kind of mountain looking a pile of rocks almost like you would yeah. have to climb it yeah so you would go up there and I'd play uh, road hockey with my brothers, drop a couple pillows to my legs and be the goalie. Nice. Um, <laughs> you know, because no cars are coming by. You didn't have to do the Wayne's World pause right. or anything. What about
1: was- a curling rink? There must be a curling rink. Oh yeah,
0: curling was pretty big. Did you curl? No.
1: Never got into just
0: it. Just a little bit in like, you know, in High school, school and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd like to do it again though. Cause my mom just got back into it and yeah. it's, it's not a lost art. It's still really neat. I like anything I can drink while doing.
1: <laughs> That's a good sport did for go me. you go through all the sport activities that are usually kids. We have go a through. golf course. Golf? And I was thinking we're like bit. baseball. I did um, dance pretty
0: much all the way to high school. Oh, um, really you dance. dance. What kind yeah. of dance? I know Ballet and jazz and. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was really enjoying that. And we had a really amazing program, uh, taught by a great teacher and it was a big part of the community. Right. There was times little productions put on, like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, and I was Raven number four. <laughs> like, was this you know, in high school? This was. Uh, or outside, outside or out. of high school? Yeah, outside of high school. Yeah, this is just like um, extracurricular. So you're auditioning for shows? Sort of. Uh. But I mean, like, I think sometimes we'd get in because you were part of the dance group, and, oh, yeah. and then we'd put on a big recital every year, which was really fun. It was kind of like. For girls, we you'd go into the dance route, and boys would go into the hockey. I mean, sometimes there was crossover, but yeah. that was kind of the thing that was offered. Right. So everyone's always saying how Bobby Clark and Ken Bob got all these big hockey players were from Plainfield, mm-hmm. and it's true. Or they at least played for our team. But I always brag about Roger Avery. So Roger Avery, um, he co-wrote *Pulp Fiction* with Tarantino. Fuck, really? If you look him up on IMDb, you'll okay. see he was born in plumflon I mean, again, he might have only like been born there and moved when he was two, but yeah. he was—he's a Flin Flonner. That's what we think. And he—they met at a video store, and they co-wrote that script together. Wow! And then if you look at his IMDb, like. It's not so great right after like he went on to do like Beowulf, but he did Pulp Fiction and that's what counts and that's like so cool and I tell people that and they're like blown away. Yeah, and that it is awesome. crazy, right? It's such yeah. a weird weird uh connection. For sure, for sure.
1: Yeah. And what uh when did you Realize that you were uh, getting into comedy, or you were uh, uh, very funny back in the day in high
0: school. Were you always, known as kind yeah, of a class? clown? I was clown? always a class clown, yeah. And it always mattered more to me than like doing my work.
1: You're right. <laughs> Your mom must have loved that.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and we had the same voice, so that was good trickery. Because if I got if I did get a call home from the principal or something, I would think, yeah. "Well, I'm a to about this. This is not okay." Right. And why but do you think just that? Me. Why do
1: you think uh, you you kind of Move towards comedy. Like wit- it's
0: funny because I never thought I would. I would like do stand up, and it's weird. That I I don't know. Maybe I would have gotten into it anyways. I again, like, i ended up getting it through Red River College, being in CRECOM. I mm-hmm. took an elective course for comedy, and that's how I got into it. And I wonder sometimes, like, I may have gotten into it anyways because there is such a growing community. You know, I maybe would have gone to an open mic and talked to someone, and maybe gone from there. I don't know. In, in Flint, there was no, no, no. I mean, in Winnipeg, in Winnipeg. Yeah. But oh, like... I, ne- I never thought about it in Flint, Flon. So no, I, I wasn't even sure what I wanted to do. I like have a good time. I was always known as the funny one, for sure. Right. The funny friend and everything, and um, like the life of the party and that kind of thing, not in, yeah. like a stiffler kind of way, but just in like <laughs> she'll always have something funny to say. Yeah. And from a very young age, mom always remembered me like putting on little weird skits. Like I'm like I'm a weird raccoon, and I would. Would, like make everyone come to living room and watch me do this thing. I memorized like opera man skits and I would perform them again. So and Saturday Night Live, you were yeah, watching, Saturday watching Saturday Live, Live very young. Um, my first, the first stand up I ever met, like I memorized it and performed it for my family was, um, oh my gosh, how can I cannot remember his his name. All of a sudden, covering it with his hand. Oh. Jeremy Hots, and I—it was like his dentist fit. Like he takes pictures of your teeth, like and keeps them, and he looks at them. It's so weird, and like I would cover my mouth, just like he did. And I know right. you're not supposed to do that now, but as a kid, it's cute. And I was just obsessed with, like, I think that performance and right. that getting those laughs, and I love that. So you so. had the
1: idea in Flynn Flan that you like stand up comedy, or you like you're, you're, yeah,
0: I think a little bit yeah. for sure. Saturday Night Live and a little bit of comedy that was on TV and stuff. But it was, like, there was no, like, scene, of course, there, right, like that.
1: You don't remember ever seeing any type of comedy show that was no, on was the like, road? No, co- it was, like,
0: a cover band would show up and be, like, we're a cover band for Guns and Roses, and our name is Mr. Brownstone. Like, that's <laughs> what you would get to see in Flint right. Flon. There right. was also the one-man band, which I have to give a shout-out to, because he was amazing. I think he still performs. He's a like, resident
1: of Flint Flon? No, someone he d-
0: travels through, and okay. he's an older gentleman, and he has, like, beats and drums all attached to his body, yeah. and he, like, plays them, and... Gets very into it and very passionate. Got a great following up north. People are like, "Oh, well, I'm in in Town. I got to go. <laughs> got to go." I don't know if it's so much funny or it's good. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's
1: very entertaining. It's
0: entertaining, but yeah, nothing like that. And again, being part of like performances and stuff, it was mostly just like theatrical productions where you're a, da- a dancer or something. I was never a comedic performer, right? But I was always, yeah. I guess privately to my parents and friends, I was always, yeah. The funny one, or trying to perform.
1: So when you when you uh, moved to Winnipeg, was it strictly because of school? Not necessarily comedy, but you're going to university. Or is that? Yeah, it?
0: yeah. I um, I took a, t- a little bit of time off, so I was a I was a wedding DJ back home and a flower delivery person. Okay, I worked nice, for like a couple nice. that kind of did both, mm-hmm. and I, t- I was doing that in high school, and then I took a year off and just did that exclusively. And looked into where to go because all my friends seem to just all go to Saskatoon. Saskatoon's where you go if you're from Flum Flon because it's closer It's closer, right. By like 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 an hour, (laughs) like it's closer. (laughs) And a lot of people, I think, get pressured by their families to, you know, go get a BA or something. Go to school, do something. And I think and I hope the message nowadays is more like, take a minute, take a beat, take a year. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're working and just saving money, there's, you're not going to like miss out um, on like delaying your future right. by a year yeah. if it's what you really want. And I'm really glad I took that year because I didn't really feel like we had a good support system or, or like like counselor at school that would kind of direct you. Yeah. I mean, for example, I was told very early, like you have to take pre-calculus or your life will be over after high school. <laughs> You'll never go anywhere. Right. And I regret it looking back because, First of all, I didn't need it. I never went to university. I went to college and you only need that for certain degrees in university like if you're going to do science or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I almost didn't graduate because of pre-calculus, cuz I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm fucking terrible at math.
1: Cuz what? Sorry?
0: I'm fucking terrible at math.
1: And when you when you moved here, you, did you you kn- you have some friends already here or like no. did, you didn't know anybody? No. You said you had a couple of family members maybe?
0: Yeah, I had an aunt that lived here and a cousin and <clears> I <throat> my first apartment was on R- River and Osborne by the way, was featured on Amazing Race Canada this year.
1: Oh, fantastic. Well, well, look at us. They did a
0: skip the dishes challenge. (laughs) <laughs> and it is it is hard to find that apartment because you go down you basically have to go down river and when a river becomes Wellington yeah. you obviously see like one Wellington which is like la latida mm-hmm. but if you turn right and you have to go like past a whole building till you get to River Crescent Garden it's not really on Rosslyn and it's not really on river right and the only t- no you know you got there when there's raccoons digging in the garbage then you know you're at the right spot um <laughs> and it was great but it was just like funny because they it was hard, it's kind of hard to find, and I was telling friends to come visit me, they're like, I'm lost, I don't know, right, um, but,
1: kind of a neat place to be for, first arriving in Winnipeg, I looked at a bunch of places,
0: yeah, my cousin told me that was kind of a hot spot, this is, you know, oh my gosh, like, 17 years ago, so he was like, this is a hot spot, like, that's when it was really bustling with people, and young people were living there, and, um, he told me about it, and I remember going and seeing like one homeless person pushing a shopping cart across the street, thinking. And I remember thinking, like, this is a ghetto, because yeah. <laughs> I'm from Flint, Flon, and we don't
1: know, we don't know. You don't know see anything. a lot of homeless people in Flint, Flon.
0: No, and no. like you just don't. And it's just, it was just the ignorance there. So I remember thinking, like, I don't know, I don't know. And it, like, so funny looking back that I felt like that was an unsafe area. And um, yeah, it was cool. I had this great balcony, and I remember on that building particularly you could face. Um, kind of like the park and everything, um, Wellington park or yeah, it's like a lot of trees and river Mm -hmm. and you get to see all of that. Or you can be on the city side. And I was just like, I really want to be on the city side because I'm a small town. Did you
1: save up money or did you have a job?
0: I saved up some money from working in Flumflon, and my parents helped me a bit. It's nice
1: that you had really no work distractions when you're going to Red River.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Um, I, I think my first year for sure I wasn't working and then I got a job. My first job in the city was at Baked Expectations.
1: Oh right, so an institution in the city. Institution, it's like, yeah. It's, it's one of those places that will not close. Not that it um, should. No, I no, mean, yeah. I know. But like everything around it seems a to be closing. Building so
0: old, and it's yeah, it's crazy. Um, Did you enjoy your time there? Yeah, I I worked my stripes. I mean, there's a there's a reputation of management there being a little bit cruel to staff, and that's mm-hmm. that's true. But um, I was proud of myself because I started out like I was in tears the first week, like everybody is. But I worked. I started as a, like a bus. Person and I was clearing tables, and um, I worked my way up to counter, which is like where you're taking orders on the phone. And you're you're actually a cake cutter. I yeah. put it on my resume as cake surgeon because. <laughs>
1: because I'm sorry, I just never heard cake no. surgeon before. Well, so.
0: there's Subway sandwich artists out there. An artist and is I'm, one
1: thing, but a surgeon is and
0: delicate. It's, it is delicate because there's there's a lot of different cakes and you have to cut them in very different ways. Like mm-hmm. sawing or the measurement in the back. I remember cheesecakes to this oh. day, finger in the back. Like that's how much you cut it. And if you cut them weird, uh you you get like they go underneath the counter and then if someone's like I really want this cake, I really want this lemon torte. Yeah. and you're like, Well, I want piece. It looks kind of weird. And then you'd be like, it's fine. I want it. But if they didn't, at the end of the night, the staff got to bring home whatever's left. Oh. Which was great for like the first couple weeks. And then you're kind of like, if I have to eat Katie more cake, oh, I'm Lord. going to murder someone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't even come to work. I can't get out of bed. I'm
1: rolling myself. No. It's, um. You're going to school. You got this job. Yeah. Uh, is this when you're hitting the stage too? Hitting the. Uh, no, your, not really. Yeah.
0: Um, Not until After my you second, no, second year is when I took my elective course in comedy. Mm-hmm. So I moved at that point to. um, I ended up living in a house on Centennial, like in River Heights, with two police officers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Endless material there. Well, it was originally me one. A friend of mine, he bought the house and was like, "I'll rent your room for three hundred bucks." And I said, "That's sweet. That's a lot less than I'm paying in the village." Right. So I took it, and then he ended up moving in this other guy. And, uh, it was so funny cause he was like Danny Tanner. He was very clean and anal about being clean. And he As moved- cops tend to be. Ah!
1: Anal and clean. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And then he moved in this other guy who was like pig pen. And I thought, well, this is going to be a disaster. And it was, it was, oh, really? it was like the guy didn't wash his sheets like the whole, like two years I like, think he lived there. Ooh. And meanwhile, this other guy is just like, is that your, is that your drink? Do you even use a coaster? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it was kind of crazy. So yeah, when I was living with them, that was my second year in CRECOM. That's when I started doing comedy. And I... I Tell me about the class a
1: little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was cool.
0: Kenton Larson taught it. Um, and it was so funny because... I was losing focus in my, like, real classes, but when I took this course, he talks about to this day, he said, like, I was just such a keener. But it was crazy, because like, every week, he would, come, would stumble, like, what were we going to talk about today? I'd be like, oh, Saturday Night Live! <laughs> like, I would just be so... And he just like, settle down, Carol. Like, I was just, right. like, very into it. Like, I was talking front row, you know, glasses on, pen out. Mm-hmm. I was so enthusiastic, and if I could have majored in comedy, I think my life would have been much better. I could, I mean, Because I I had like an A++ in that class. I was just, I just sucked it all up.
1: You dived right in, eh? I
0: loved it. I loved watching it and talking about it and writing. And I couldn't believe it never like dawned on me to try it out sometime. I guess it just wasn't. Exposed to it, but um, but you have to in that class, yeah, and in that class, and that's what happens too. So right off the bat, Kenton makes it really clear, which is why sometimes people drop out after the first day. You like you can just quit it and go take something else. Yeah, um, it's an elective course, right? It's just to kind of broaden your horizons. And he says, like right off the bat, you're going to have to get on the stage. You have to perform stand up. And the so stage you know. is rumors,
1: comedy, or restaurant. No, comedy. at the time
0: it was King's Head.
1: Oh, King's head. that's started. right. Yeah,
0: now it's rumors. Well, unfortunately. It's, it officially ended this year, but... The course the, it,
1: or the... The
0: electives have been removed, and oh, they're shit. redoing the whole program. I I recently hosted the Rumors Night for the last time, which was a bummer. It was really fun, um, and I'm, I'm sorry to see it go. I don't know what the new program is going to look like, yeah. but I personally think it's a mistake because... When you're in the midst, especially when you're doing, like, a major, which is, like, something like journalism, it's so nice to take something kind of lighter, like, photography or comedy writing to break up the the day Mm -hmm. and break up, like, your skill set a bit and just, like, it's still writing and it's still a challenge, but it's just a different direction. And especially, I think, out of all the electives, I'm obviously biased, but out of all the electives, comedy writing is for sure the most important because you can apply comedy writing or comedic presence to uh, so many jobs Mm -hmm. like if you're a creative writer for an ad department or if you're even a journalist or anything if you have a sense of humor you can put in there and add to it People are gonna love it. It's yeah. always a useful skill. So it's unfortunate. I think it should be a major. It should be like advertising, public relations, comedy. Yeah, um, because, or a cake surgeon. Yeah, a cake surgeon. <laughs> but I, yeah. So I took it, and I knew that was the that was the goal. Like you're writing a set to perform, and we performed with the King's Head, and I was the host for the night. Now, how did you get the host the first one? It was actually through, I mean, we kind of shared in class and I think maybe it was because I was such a nerd about it. Yeah. And Kenton, I think, saw that I had, I, I could, I could do it. Yeah. And I think he just saw that and asked me and I was like nervous, but also thought, like, okay, I think I can do it. Right, right. And I was happy and it was fun. And to take he, that on Kenton
1: should have hosted it For God's sakes What <laughs> the hell he used to He shouldn't get the night I off I think
0: he used to And then the last few years Dan Verville and I Like we take them Like there's usually two nights So there's so many students Yeah There's like 30 So we do 15 and wow. 15 okay And then like Dan will do one And I'll do the other um, which we really love doing because it's like the easiest night for us we both agree because it's like a bunch of college kids and their families and they're all so nervous yeah. you can just go up and do whatever you feel like doing and they're, and they're just like laughs. you're a god we're yeah. not worthy and you're like <laughs> no that's lovely but mm-hmm. you know it's just cute uh, so I did it and I remember Kenton specifically talking to me after which is probably why like i he's the only instructor I've kept in touch with and he's I, like a dear I consider him a dear friend mm-hmm. and he said to me like you have the chops you have it at Takes you're funny. You have to keep doing this, and especially at the time, there are no women doing this. You have to keep doing this. So I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, and I kept with it. And I kind of, I don't know, around that realm, I joined forces with, meaning Duff and Ryan McMahon and you yeah. and and like and Keener and basically was,
1: the King's Head
0: was just starting up yeah. around that time mm-hmm. and the Cavern. So um, right, right, yeah.
1: So it was Cavern Sundays. And then the King's Head was Tuesday nights, and the yeah. King's Head would have a revolving theme night. I
0: almost feel like the King's Head started first, but I'm, maybe I you, you maybe. know better. Yeah,
1: maybe. but it was
0: really close to the same time, so that became almost my like that was my bread and butter, and almost like oh, to a to a like threaten my classwork in some way. So I would just be like prioritizing, oh, it's Tuesday. i got to go to comedy. And it was, you know, <laughs> you have drinks after, oh, you don't know, yeah. go home till <laughs> two in the morning. And then I have to get up and go to school. And I just like, because I was loving it, but I was loving it almost too much. Luckily, there wasn't a comedy night every night. I would have flunked out right away. Right. But it was really <laughs> straining it because it was just like, that was my Tuesday I looked forward to, you yeah. know, Sunday I looked forward to. And I just really started to love it. I mean, I made some mistakes, I think, early on. talking, I talked a lot about sex in my early part of my... You, do you think a,
1: that was a mistake?
0: Not a mistake. I just feel like it's kind of where women sometimes tend to go. Not mm-hmm. always, but as a comfort. And I think men sometimes go towards uh, masturbation for some reason. Oh, it's constant dick and jokes. I, I just think it's a comfort zone. I don't know why. And it's, it's fine to do, especially if you have an original thought on it. But it's also, like, it was just so sex-heavy. And I remember thinking, like, when I... So... Kenton told us, i told our class, you guys should do the fringe. It's a great way to make money. Mm -hmm. We're all poor students. We're like, ooh, money. It's easy. It's fun. And we always joked about this today because we thought, this is going to be great. So myself, Dan Verville, Mm -hmm. um, and a couple of our students that no longer do comedy, so I won't won't put them in there. Um, We signed up to do a show. We're going to do a show. This is great. We named it like uh, three guys, uh, a girl, and a a two-drink minimum or something awful like that. And... um, (laughs) Ironically, we were put in a college campus as our venue, where you can't even have a drink, let alone two. So it's like, it it's like two drink minimum, like of water from the lobby. Like what? What? What is that? So we do this show, and it was such an eye opening experience because we had no business doing a show. We had no. We had no like we hadn't earned our stripes at all. Mm-hmm. We just heard like, oh, this will be easy. Like, if you got five minutes or ten minutes, like we can do an hour show. Right. But we didn't know what we were doing.
1: You learned your lesson.
0: One person. Dropped out. Jeremy Willem has joined us. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. He <laughs> was cool. It was like a long time ago too. So it was like before. I think he he was still somewhat establishing himself for sure. Right, right. He had a lot of his songs and stuff. But I remember it just seemed like with our like heavy sex and like sets that we're just not really knowing what we're talking about. And then we close it out with like a song about like having sex with a donut or just like what <laughs> is the message here? <laughs> I don't know. Um, like Jeremy had more experience than any of us. For sure. And he kind of saved our asses, I think. Yeah. Uh, and one funny thing happened was we got reviewed by the CBC by Bertram Schneider, which ironically ended up hiring me um, to do traffic reporting for a little while, which is funny. I did
1: hear you doing the traffic because report. It was that was cool. Because <laughs> it was funny
0: because it was like, I don't know if you remember <laughs> me, but yeah, he, re- he re- reviewed us. And the review was scathing, but it was also a brilliant review. Like, if you're going to rip somebody apart, you better do it originally. And he yeah. did. Oh, okay. He said, do not see this show, see anything else, um, or stay home and clean out your garbage cans. It'll be more <laughs> satisfying and oh less God. stinky. Oh, my God. And but you appreciated that. Well, if you're going to rip me apart, you better, yeah. yeah. But what's so funny is Jeremy Williams he ripped he reviewed the review yeah he ripped it apart on stage like live reviewed the review and it was really funny and dark and whatever and I don't know I just remember a few times Dan Reveal lying on his backstage backstage being like what did we get ourselves into like listening to what's going on out there and it was hilarious. Did but it was do, a good uh, learning curve. Did you do any other fringe shows over the years? Yeah, over the years I did. Um, I did a weird play which I won't <laughs> bring up. It was not my play. I just like took a part, and it was really terrible. It was like a bad like. St- <laughs> you didn't
1: know that going in, but once you're in, you're was, like,
0: like well, "What have I done?" It was like a party where like All, only stereotypes are uh, at the party. <laughs> um, and then I did Big Daddy T- Taz did a show with us. Uh, Taz Angels, Angels. Yeah. yeah, and that was really cool. He was very supportive what of... What venue was that? Uh, gas station. Oh, nice, nice. So we did like a the BYOV.
1: The BYOV, yeah. For
0: that. Um, and that was so cool. And Shanti Marasika and Rachel Holden and uh, Heather Witherden and um it was cool it was like he was really supportive of i think try, at that time too women just weren't as huge a part of the scene as it's starting to become really good right. but at that time it was still kind of new he wanted it to be kind of about us but it was so cool because i think he ultimately knew that his name associated with it was going to help you know everybody but right. mostly us because it's like right. we're in a show with taz big daddy
1: taz by the way is a manitoba comedian he's been around for
0: is he manitoba? Uh, I think maybe so. Maybe he's Saskatchewan. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, maybe uh, he is.
1: But he's been around a long time. Oh, yeah. I he's, he, he's touring constantly, as far yeah. as I know, you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. And um, that was cool. So we did that. I think we did it once or twice, if I'm re- remembering right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always wanted to do a one-woman show. I just need to, like, just sign up for the lottery and see what yeah. happens. And mm-hmm. then if it happens, it happens. You I just know, missed your chance. I know. I know <laughs> I can put it together. I think I just need to do it. Um, I have the material. I would like to do something with like characters like my – I don't know if you've seen my character from – like alternative nights, like Comedy Loser. Comedy Loser. I remember um, you were big
1: at Comedy Loser. You were almost there every night. It. I remember every Comedy I Loser. I really
0: loved it. I think that's probably like the twelve-year-old coming out to me is like obsessed with SNL again. Yeah. What was the character? Um. Ron, oh my gosh. No. Phil Cosgrove. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you had the mustache. So I was like Ron Swanson because there's a little Ron Swanson. I had a mustache. I was a know-it-all. I was sexist. Mm-hmm. It's a great character because, um, I did it at Girls, Girls, Girls a couple times and it's such a great crowd. Cause it's a crowd, it's a heavy women crowd. Mm-hmm. And I found they're just like, they hate him in a great way because also they know like it's a woman dressed up as a, you know, an asshole. Right. So they like, they hate him in a good way. They're not going to boo me off stage, but he was awful. Like I remember he had a list of like things you shouldn't do if you want to get dumped. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, Shagy a and like like no thanks and like all this he had this weird Boston, Chicago, New York accent. I yeah. don't know. And then the first thing I ever did with him at Comedy Loser was, um, it was a letter from Santa, like quitting and I was his lawyer and I'm like, I'm his lawyer and this is his letter and like, don't like hate on me. I'm just repeating, you know, and it was like him basically quitting because of the years of abuse, you know, (laughs) like, like a breaking and entering, having like his balls attacked by dogs. (laughs) He's he's over it. He's just like, I'm over it. And like the ungratefulness of kids, like you think your parents brought that shit? Like, you know, screw it you like i did all this work and it was just like ridiculous and over the top yeah and then i did a few more things with him and so i would love to bring him back in my like one woman show so i'd do a little bit of him and like some stand-up and maybe even a video to break it up while i like, change i don't know and do you,
1: have you been touring all over the place like uh, throughout the years like you've been going up have you done uh stand-up and flin Flan?
0: i've done stand-up and flin Flan. nice i did there was a fundraiser for the bombers they do every year and they usually bring in a comedian or something. It's, so it's not just like a dance party. Mm-hmm. They really wanted me, see me doing the jokes about like locals, like guys I've dated, which wasn't my act for sure. So like they wanted to hear, like they wanted <laughs> like, to hear bashing. They wanted to wanted about me. <laughs> the nitty gritty and like, and people knew me as like, I was always kind of open about sex and open about things. Like, I mean, I was the friend that always got a vibrator as a present. And it's like, I don't need 12. What are you doing? <laughs> And I had a joke about it. I was like, do I turn them all on and race them? Like, what? what is this? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, the, one of the funniest parts about doing that was, like, again, like I said, people were waiting for these jokes about uh, people, like, locals. Like, they knew I was going to, like raise a little hell over ex-boyfriends and things like that yeah. and there was this one guy who like I have a, had a joke about where he yelled out my last name in bed like oh you like that lit one and I was like "It's like dating my little league coach but it's a small town what are you going to do like he was my little league coach like hey, what are you going to do and he, he wasn't my little league coach but he there was a guy that did that
1: and really? it was so okay. yeah
0: and it was so funny because he actually messaged me on Facebook and was like I know you're doing this joke please start doing this joke people know it's me I don't name his name and I'm just like you know why they know it's you because you you do this still, probably. Like, you're less naming women in bed, like, you're a friggin' coach. Like, it's so weird. And so it was so funny because he's like, stop doing this joke. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna stop doing this joke. Right. Stop doing this behavior. So that was really funny to me, and people, and also people, everyone knew who it was probably because it was also like when I performed it in Flynn Flon, they knew like, oh, that's so and so because I, mm-hmm. you know, that's who she dated or something. But shout out to so and so. Shout out. To...
1: <laughs> Let's jump off comedy and go into your your DJing gig because okay. uh, you mentioned earlier already in Flynn Flon you were doing your DJing weddings and you currently still DJ weddings, which is uh, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, how different is it from when you used to do it in Flynn Flon to to now?
0: Um.
1: Well, first of all, you got a name. Were you DJ Lil Wynn? I
0: wasn't. No. DJ Lil Wynn. Um, I'm a bustier lady for you listeners, and I used to be called DJ Double D by not my choice in Fun Fun, which <laughs> it is so stuck. like, oh, that's so trashy in a small town. It <laughs> did stick. Um, Fun Fun was cool because I learned so much about uh, different types of music. That I didn't know about already. Like, I mean, when you're 16, you have no clue about a lot of music. Luckily, my my mom and dad, like, they loved really great music. Did they? Like, my mom was obsessed with the Beatles and Elvis. Like... The good stuff. It was in our household. It was in the car. I learned, too, as I went, though. I had a good background, but I was still a teenager when I started DJing. And so it was like, oh, Boney M has an album that's not Christmas. Right. Didn't know. Right, yeah. (laughs) So I started, like, like Brown Girl in the Ring. I had a really amazing boss in some and named Wade Lowe, and he had, like, a monopoly on school dances and weddings, because it was, like, one company called the Misc Sounds. Okay. So, um... I worked, I ended up working for him. I, my first job. So it was all
1: from, his equipment. You're yeah. just getting hired to show up at this wedding. He's yeah. going to give you provided, some like, records. Yeah.
0: but I had my own toolbox and I, I, to this day, I've always told him I admire this part of it. He would look at your cables. Like you had to have that box organized. Yeah. So I keep my cables very like critiqued and perfectly wrapped because, because I had to for work. Yeah. And so now with my own stuff, I take care of it. But yeah, I would DJ socials and weddings and uh, he would originally, when I was being trained, he would give like a sheet of like an outline of the night. Like you start with like maybe some two steps and a couple polkas. I mean, it's fun, fun, and those kind of things and like maybe some of the oldies and you mix in some 80s and then some current like current later on and then I yeah. started DJing the Unwinder our bar so then like that <laughs> nice. was a different and thing. that's not under
1: that company that's just uh was still, the, the, the was still under the oh,
0: company still under Wade okay. but it was just like he would kind of cover all things like he would do yeah school monopoly to, he did which was like made was smart in a small town and so the bar was great because I had friends that were servers and it was kind of fun because it, I mean there's definitely less pressure a bar just play like the latest things yeah but i would start moving working in like movie quotes from like Foo Bar and stuff because i just felt like it and yeah. i like i would play like stuff from weird soundtracks especially in the first part of the night when no one's there and yeah. just staff no one's gonna show up till 10 and so that portion i can just kind of play weird things yeah yeah it was all cd and i'm really like, i had like books of cds to bring and they were all very great like le- clearly labeled and everything was like it was really interesting and right. they could just find things through like a um, library basically he would just yeah. like look things up and find what cd was on like oh i want to play like Corey Hart, no Sur- never surrender and it would right. say like cd 46 and you would find it
1: do you have billy Idol, white wedding of course find the disc <laughs>
0: And like little cute things he taught me that I still do, which is fun. Um, Like uh, like shout when it goes like, little bit loud, little bit quiet now, yeah. little quiet. Like you're supposed to turn it down. Yeah. Because it really makes it more emphatic. Exactly. Everyone gets and a down like, yeah. it gets down on the floor. Yeah. And then like, eh, 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 you turn the volume off and then they yell it. Yeah. Or like Money, Money, where we all know what you yell. Or like Sweet yeah. Caroline, where it's like, there's a part where you get to yell. You just crank it down so they can get the cue. And I'd haul my own speakers in and yeah. I he was like full on doing it, which was really cool. And it was a time when I feel like a lot of people, if it wasn't Wade, would would like think, Oh, I only hire dudes. Like I think a lot of in that time you would just hire men to do that because right. it was heavy lifting and it was like and it still is a male dominated industry. So it was cool for me to try to work in that because I have dealt with it a little bit in comedy, like mm-hmm. dealing with that. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. Um, it was really interesting and I learned a lot. And then, yeah, it was just like a job I did while I was in Flum I never yeah. looked back. And then I started taking courses with Mama Cutsworth.
1: Yeah, you're in Winnipeg. You're not doing any of it. Uh, yeah. DJ Mama Cutsworth has a... Academy for women DJs, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I, took this course. Was that like her first year doing it? That was
0: her first year doing it. I am an alumni of the 2011 class. Right. And she's been doing it since. Yeah. And she does like these intro classes and she does like an intermediate classes and she does like a lot. So it's like you can get more technical. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're
1: actually scratching records? Or is it just... Yes. Uh, like the, the well, social element. Well, you're manipulating
0: elements. it. Well, it's both. You're learning how to beat match, which is like lining songs up so that they can kind of like blend really in a cool way where you have like the same beats going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's scratching for sure. There's different ways to scratch. There's ways to like get out of a song where you like back spin. Right. Which is kind of a dramatic way to do it. Cool. Um, there's all these cool things all you can learn. All the tricks of the trade. Right. And it was really neat. And she wanted to make it about women uh, and non-binary folks and, p- and people to feel empowered, which was really Really cool, and this is where DJ Lilwin came into play. Yeah, Sarah actually helped me come up with a name, which was so brilliant. Yeah, because it, it combines my small townness to who I am because Litwin is such a big part of my identity. I was called that before my first name many times because you're small town, Litwin. <laughs> like, Litwin. And then when my like my brother was older than me, so he went do high school like, who's Litwin? Well, that's Lil' Litwin. I was Lil' Litwin oh, for nice. a long time. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, well, here's comes the second one. And then, like, there was a period where we're both in school, so we had to, like, differentiate between Litwin and Lil' Litwin. And <laughs> um, she came up with, and also, like, the idea of Lil' Win, like, because Litwin almost sounds like, if you, like, li, could be, like, Lil' Win. Yeah. And Lil' Win, like, for the win. And also, there's for the a lot win. of hip-hop artists right now that seem to be, if you're small, you're cool. Lil' right. Kim, Lil' John, Lil' Wayne, Lil' Abner. They're all... Lil' like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're all more popular if they're small. Little pimp. There's little so pimps. many littles. It, oh yeah, so little, little. so many little. So like, it's really cool. But she came up to me. I'm like this is perfect, and then yeah. it's a hard thing to do. And I've seen a lot of generations of women coming through her class, and they have a hard time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I remember like uh, Lara Ray came up with a DJ Town Crier, which is really funny. <laughs> and it's always funny. It's Lara Ray. Of course, it's going to be something like, you know, cheeky and fun. Right. So there's like things that kind of come automatic, but then there's some people that struggle and then they'll change it later. Yeah. Because it's hard. You're like, oh, I don't like that anymore. I'm going to do this. But this one was so on the nose. Yeah. And especially from a small town where people were like, Litwin, Litwin, Litwin. Was it because
1: of that class you started getting back into DJing weddings? Because I know you do that quite a bit. Hour. It was a bit
0: of a, it was a bit of a break after, not too long. Yeah. I think I just took it for fun and I enjoyed it. And then, um, cause I never thought like, oh, well then like, if you really want to be serious, you have to like get your own equipment and this and this and this. And in 2016, I got my first wedding. Um. Oh, really? I yeah. thought it was earlier. Wow. No, it okay. was a bit of a break. So I took that, I took a intermediate, I took an in- intermediate course with her, uh, after 2011. I just never, and I dabbled in it in the Casual Friday, which is a night I co-produce at um, ANAF Club, which is basically the Legion on Pretty River. Pretty close to
1: your first apartment. Though. Yeah. <laughs> in the village.
0: Yeah. So I started, I mean, that was my DJing. Like I was not DJing, but it was kind of like just like for fun yeah. in a bar. And I would kind of help join forces with new people coming in and doing it that way yeah and then i got this opportunity to do a wedding and i'm like i don't know and sarah again she is incredible and sarah is
1: uh, mama cutsworth yeah just sarah so you know.
0: michelson is mama cutsworth she's incredible she does so much giving back and she's also just such a talented dj but she's so humble about it like you're amazing and she's like oh <laughs> but like you're killing it like she is incredible yeah and she kind of has gone out of the wedding scene. So as I got into it, like, she's been so great about, like, if someone messages her or emails her about a gig, she'll just pass it to me. That's awesome. Because she's like, it's not really for me, but she's encouraging me. She's like, you used to do this all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you enjoy it, which I do, I love it. There's a lot of DJs that don't love it. Because you have to play, like, to a crowd, right? So you have to play, like top 40 and this and this but like I also love it because you get to play a lot of different stuff you get to play 50s mod which I love you know like land of a thousand dances and, right, right. and like you know the contours yeah. and you get to play disco and you get to play you have
1: to please a crowd yeah. ranging from like yeah. 15 to 75 right which is really so
0: fun it's gotta be and tough it's tough but it's fun and it's like I don't know. You bring the party, and there's something about that. And obviously, like the money is good. Like, what song playing a the, wedding? It's, it's good.
1: Sorry. Yeah. What's the one song that you could play, which you know everyone's going to get on the floor?
0: Like at a wedding, you, like Uptown Funk will get everyone right away. Uptown at the Funk. Start. Yeah. That's at a wedding though, and that's the very first song of the night because you can have like young people and everyone, like even like five year olds, like everyone's going to want to gravitate towards that. But a lot of times, like I don't know. um... I love uh, Don't Leave Me This Way by Thelma. <laughs> that one really gets people out there. Right. I love that song. Everyone Plays Funky Town is like the disco to get everyone out there. And it does. But I love that one. Um, Michael Jackson. I mean, I definitely say play um, Don't Stop to You Get Enough a lot. But the one I feel like that everyone really loves is uh, from the 80s. Why can't I think of it? Beat It
1: uh thriller
0: i mean yes uh, billy jean no
1: bad man in the mirror
0: it's the one you won't think of
1: smooth criminal <gasps> dirty diana
0: it's the one you won't think of uh black or white the way you make me feel thank you got oh, it got I it i love that
1: for those of you who don't know, who are listening, the Manitoba Money Shot is an actual thing that I do at the end of the show. Carol Litwin is going to answer 100 questions. She has to answer all 100 questions within five minutes. Oh my God. And not only that, uh, 90% have to be correct. But before we get into it, we got to give you a notice on what you'll be winning tonight. Tonight's Money Shot is... <laughs> $9.99. The Robin's donut coupon has expired. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Carol I'm, already, Litwin. I'm, I'm so ready. ready. Okay. Are you set, Carol Litwin? I'm, I'm set. We'll begin at the sound effect. Name a famous dog.
0: Uh, Pluto.
1: Have you ever baked a cake?
0: Yes. Name a
1: brand of apple. Granny Smith. Name a human that has lived on Sesame Street.
0: Um, um, oh my God! There's lots. Oh gosh!
1: Just first name.
0: Um, the Ed Sheeran.
1: Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, <laughs> you to live there. Name a magazine that still exists. People. What's another name for a hat? A chapeau. What does NHL stand for? <laughs>
0: National Hockey League.
1: Do you own a lawn chair? Yes. Uh, last year you were on a picnic. Yes. Have you been in, in a hot air balloon? No. Besides Roseanne, name a character from the show.
0: Uh, Darlene.
1: Favorite chocolate bar?
0: Snickers. Least favorite chocolate bar?
1: Name a beer brewed in Manitoba. Um,
0: 1919.
1: Name the sequel to Finding Nemo.
0: I don't know. Finding Dora. Very good.
1: Favorite store uh, in the Polo Park Mall?
0: Um, Sephora.
1: Favorite toy as a child?
0: Um, Titty Ruxpin.
1: Last book read?
0: Uh, Uh, Ellie Kemper, My Scroll Days.
1: Can you wiggle your ears? No. Can't see them. Can you, uh, uh, sorry, do you take vitamins? Yes. First job you had was? Uh, uh DJ. Have you been to Churchill? <laughs> nope. Have you been on a Via Rail train? Nope. Last concert attended?
0: Uh, uh Bucky's.
1: Favorite television show ever? Uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> Have you been on a Zamboni? No. Name something in this room.
0: A lamp. Name a
1: Christmas char- carol. <laughs>
0: Uh, Baby's cold outside
1: Name <laughs> something that smells good Lavender Toronto Yay or nay? Yay uh, Where uh, do you order Chinese food from? Uh, spicy noodle house How often are you at the Forks? Very often, I love my north <laughs> Have you dined at 528 Wellington? Is No, no 529 but, five nine. Nine. No, but I haven't uh, What's two. a good uh, name for a baby?
0: No. Jerry
1: <laughs> Steak <laughs> or lobster? <laughs> Steak. First video game played.
0: Oh, uh, uh, Mario! Something. Best, <laughs> first Mario. Best, first wa-
1: <laughs> best Winnipeg restaurant. Oh, uh, Gusto. Music you listen to to fall asleep.
0: Um, uh, Beastie Boys. <laughs> do you, to fall asleep, do you drink?
1: <laughs> sure. actually, I would. Do you drink uh, soda pop? Yes. Uh, favorite thing to do in flin Flon.
0: Uh,
1: drink with friends. Name an actor who's <laughs> appeared on Happy Days. Uh, Ron Howard. Have you golfed in the last year? <laughs> yes. Have you? Did you go to the Santa Claus parade? Yeah. Uh, no. Favorite <laughs> SNL cast member. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Least favorite SNL cast
0: member. Um, uh, Chris Kattan. <laughs>
1: Name a current <laughs> SNL cast member.
0: Um, Melissa McCarthy. Um, nope, not McCarthy. No, not Melissa McCarthy. 80 Bryant. Sorry. <laughs> Very
1: good. Name something uh, shaped triangular. Uh,
0: uh, a pyramid.
1: Favorite subject in school? English. Have you been to Disneyland? No. Nope. Have you been to Disney World? No. Nope. Uh, name a YouTube channel?
0: Uh, oh, me- me- mental public insurance. <laughs> okay,
1: name a breakfast cereal character. Captain Crunch. First name of your first friend? Uh, Carmelie. Do you know what Wayamageddon is? No. Nope. Name a Tenacious D song?
0: Oh, uh, I can't. Have I
1: can't. you ever been known as a vegetarian? No. What does Baby got? Back. Have you ever eaten caviar? N- yes Name something blue uh, Ocean Favorite cookie Peanut butter Favorite spice
0: uh, Cuban
1: Name something that flies <laughs> Fly Name a Madonna <laughs> album
0: Oh Express yourself
1: What was TV's George <laughs> Jefferson's occupation? A mechanic? <laughs> That's tough No <laughs> Last book purchase Oh uh,
0: Amy Poehler's
1: Favorite sci-fi movie Oh Oh I don't know Star Trek Is Kevin Bacon dead? No Spell Robin's Donuts <laughs>
0: R-O-B-I-N-S-D-O-N-U-T-S.
1: Very good. What's the temperature outside today? Not that cold. My nice, seven? <laughs> Favorite Duran Duran song? Oh, Hungry Like a Wolf. Uh, name a rock opera. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, Muppets? <laughs> Muppets? Favorite venue you've performed at?
0: Oh, King's Head.
1: Uh, have you ever played marbles? No. Nope. Do you buy lottery tickets? No. Nope. Uh, fi- first crush. Jason Mahoon. <laughs> Favorite sports team. Oh, uh, uh, Chicago. Name uh, a character. Powerpuff? Name a character from TV's Cheers. Oh, uh, Norm. Name an actor from TV's Cheers. Uh, Ted Danson. Name an American band. Thirty uh, seconds.
0: Um, uh, Backstreet Boys. Have
1: you ever got a speeding ticket? No. Nope. Name a cool car. Uh, Last card game played. fan Tobogganing or skiing. Skiing. Uh, do you own a tennis table bat? No. Name a national Lampoon movie. Fifteen seconds. Oh, uh, Christmas vacation. Uh, le- least favorite Star Wars character. B- Chewbacca. Hang up jacket or toss on chair. Toss on chair. Name a guilty guilty pleasure. B- chocolate. Name your favorite Canadian comic. Oh, uh, Jerry Hots. Lemon, or, lemon or lime. Let him. Can you whistle?
0: No! <laughs> <it>. Boom! Ah! Oh <laughs> God! No! <laughs> no! We'll never do it. It was the fourth question you got me. What was the fourth one? The fourth number it four. Was something weird. I was like so stuck. I've been throwing these kind of they paper they were super
1: around. fun to do I know oh, the I, think I
0: think the fourth or fifth one was something really crazy intense uh,
1: name a human that lived on Sesame Street
0: yeah I don't know why I on. couldn't do that Gordon I want to say Buffy St. Marie Maria <laughs> you're thinking of all the
1: cameos
0: but the yeah. actual actors who lived on Sesame Street it's been so Street. long since I watched it I'm so odd I'm so <laughs> odd i so odd but it, it's Mr. Was, Mr. Hooper. Oh, that was so fun. God, yeah. the work you put into that. Yeah. I well, love how some of them were very easy and some of them like 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 with like either no or you don't. Yeah. And some of them were more specific.
1: Uh can you wave my ears? To, no, you can't wave your. Ears. I can't
0: whistle.
1: You can't whistle? Oh,
0: it's pathetic, I know. I really want to do that one where you put your fingers in your mouth. Like a yeah, really that's obnoxious, great. like sexual <laughs> <laughs> like, I like I've offended somebody. I can't. Yeah, I can't even do that. That's,
1: hmm. Well, listen, uh, thanks for coming to uh, my place and chilling out. But before we go, I want be, uh, the peeps to find out where they can get a hold of you, where they can get in touch with you. I know you have a wicked website, by the way. I saw Dude, it. I was on it the other thanks. day. And that's what? Carolitwin.com.
0: Yeah. C A R A L Y L Y T
1: W Y N dot c o m. Yeah. Which is a
0: really fun thing all the time. To spell out. I mean, it's it's a part of my identity, but it has been a pain in the ass, too, because every time I'm on the phone with, like, a bank or something, they're like, L-Y-T-W-Y-N, and mm -hmm. there's a pause, and it's like, that doesn't look right to me. (laughs) It's like, yeah, honey, I know, but it's my name. Like, I didn't get to buy a vowel. So, (laughs) it is wise, not eyes. But you also uh, must
1: get Kara. Litwin sometimes too, right? Yeah, I don't get
0: offended by that. I right. mean, sometimes I, I, I had like a British boyfriend and he said Kara and my mom really was offended by it. And I'm like, eh, it's kind of his accent. Yeah. It's fine. Close enough. But like the Bara. Litwin thing is hard. People want to put eyes in. And right. if you look in the phone book in Winnipeg or Manitoba, there are Litwins with eyes. Like it's L-I-T-W-I-N. Right. And so it's confusing.
1: And then, uh, but Just on, on the webpage, you also have your DJ Lil' Win section. Yeah, they have, have uh, a comedy section. Your comedy section. So yeah. most people do... Uh, do you, um, do you have links to your Twitter? and do you have a Twitter? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, and an Instagram. Twitter handle.
1: What's your Twitter, Twitter handle?
0: At Litwin. And was, which,
1: what's your Instagram handle? At
0: Litwin. I got on well, early. Well, yeah. I That's, got it
1: first. Do you do the Snapchat? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, at Louie whatever. It's good
0: for stuff like DJing when you want like maybe post things that are super public. Yeah, it's like a funny like look at this crowd of two. Can I go home? <laughs> what about YouTube? Do you have a YouTube
1: account? Uh, Put stuff up I on there. I do.
0: I have some stuff on there. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, like I did a I did a sketch at home. I filmed of me. Uh, impersonating Burton Cummings and he follows my YouTube channel now. So it's like wow. I'm really I know he's seen it and it's wow. its not worth him seeing. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I made him look like a clown and he's a he's an icon. Well, but yeah, I made I, I made fun of him for drinking like creamer and being a little full of himself and uh, that's not, not very nice. Story. But he watched story. it and now follows my YouTube channel. Well he so appreciates it. I don't he know what the channel it, is know? but I know if
1: you like search carol it when you'll right. find it and just go to her website just go, it's a great yeah. website everything's on there so what good. about upcoming gigs sunday december 16th
0: goodwill and but it's all indigenous comics which is kind of cool yeah it's pr- produced by amber daniels and alissa Clickson, so that's kind of cool are you indigenous i'm 18 so Ooh. yeah very cool yeah i don't look it but neither did andrew lazotte <laughs> we that always bonded true. about it. Because he has a Métis card, but he looks like Woody Allen. Wow. I and mean, he yeah. fully owns it, right? That's crazy. But that's the thing about being Métis. You don't usually look right what you'd expect, maybe, right? It's a mixture. Mm-hmm. Show up at Wee Johnny's pretty often. The Wednesday night's really good with Spencer. And the women's open mic is once a month on the fr- first Friday. Yeah. And that's really nice supportive night for Dana women. Dana just had it last night. Yeah, I didn't miss it because I had a... DJ for some drunk holiday party of oral surgeons, but you gotta
1: make the bread. <laughs> got, off our the oral, oral surgeons, surgeons gotta
0: dance. Okay. Uh, so no, but uh, I love her night, and that's I love that that exists because when I started, like we said earlier, um, I was happy to have one woman one woman. I mean, on the same night as me, yeah. Which was Judy really Heather Witherden I was like, yeah, Heather's here. Uh, and now there's a whole night dedicated to entire female performers. Uh, which makes me thrilled. Yeah. So we've come a long way. Three in this, years in this city. Maybe. Yeah, it's great. And um it's, it's cool. a really cool room and yeah, I love right it.
1: Right on. Well thanks again. I really My appreciate pleasure. it. It's been awesome. Great talking to you.
0: Yeah. And I don't
1: really have an ending though. We need like <laughs> an en- is there an ending line you can think of.
0: I don't oh, need to don't call even the cops, call they're the cops, in the pool. So <laughs>